What is up, guys? Last Call Sports Podcast here, and we are back. We are back and better than ever. Everybody is behind the bar this week. We had a little bye week last week, so we missed, but we're back. So if you're listening in, we appreciate it. We appreciate the sport. Log on to our social media accounts. Follow us there at Last Call Sports, and also give a look at the Acres Down South social media as well, home of the game day polo. They're killing it over there. Got a bunch of specials coming up, Black Friday specials. Get what you got to get for Christmas before they all sell out. But on to other news. What's going on, guys? Man. Feeling better, Brennan? I'm getting better. You know, I just got worked out up there just a minute ago by an uh, impressive uh, chiropractor. Pause. <laughs> but, uh, <coughs> man, I feel like I'm floating right now. There you go. Float like a butterfly. So that helped. Yeah. Shout out to Doc. Um, but man, it's been a crazy time so far in the last couple of weeks of sports. You know, we've had everything going. We've had football, basketball, everything. This is the best time of the year for sports it is. by far. It is. And we've already had some horrible beats on college basketball, God. Um, which is always interesting. Mm. Um, and then a horrible beat last night in the NBA with Brandon Pajinski going, you know, super Bonkers. Yeah. 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 What the hell, man? Shout out to Pajenski. He's good. Jumped on the live, freaking took it. I was like, I thought seven and a half was a lock for sure. Thought it was. I thought that was the lock of the year. I guess the lock of the year was Draymond Green to get it suspended. Yep. Yep. And whoever called that at the beginning of the game, you're a genius. <laughs> I knew last game they got on, got into him and uh, Ant were going at it. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And it's really messed up that Clay got thrown out, honestly. Because yeah. Clay didn't really even do anything. Yeah. Like, obviously, give him a tech. And give um, McDaniel's a tech, mm-hmm. kick Draymond out, but like because McDan- there was no reason for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the most un- unnecessary chokehold ever. But I am glad it was Gobert though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I do hate Gobert. Yeah, but um, but damn, I mean McDaniel's and and ripped his jersey. Clay didn't didn't deserve it to get yeah. kicked out. A technical yes, change the jersey, get back on. But, but Clay always he picks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they're always like, yeah, you know, he's so even kilt or da 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 da. But, dude, he's always bugging. He started it. Yeah, he started the He's little, the one that grabbed his jersey and shoved him. First. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. I 100%. And actually, just, we just now got the update breaking news that Draymond Green was only suspended for five games. Should have gotten 25. I think so, too. Give him the Ja Morant treatment. That's what I'm saying. Let him come back when Ja comes back. If That's Ja would have done that. They've suspended Ja till next year. Especially if he came back after the 25 and then did that. Yeah. He'd be playing at 24-7. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's at, he's, at, he's at a lifetime near you. Yeah. He'd really be selling dope on a side street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Ja Morant. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Come back 12. Yeah, yeah, and they need him. They need him right now big time. So Grizzlies need a lot of help right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though Bismack looks pretty solid. Mm-hmm. That was a huge ad. He, I'm glad we Free got him over Dwight Howard. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Me too. Dwight Howard wouldn't last lasted long in Memphis. N- not at all. Not at all. But, you know, we, we've been on college football heavy. We've been on college football super heavy because that was kind of the only thing that in NFL going on. But now that everything's going on at one time, it's kind of hard to just dive into specifically just to college football. But let's stay on the college football topic right now, just being that it's week 12. Get a lot of stuff going on. Make or break for a lot of teams out there. Uh, especially going into the college football playoff, trying to decide who's in, who's out, that type of thing. Um, let's do something a little fun. All right. Let's build your fun. own college team. All right. So what we're going to do 
You get an offense, you get a defense, you get a jersey, you get a coach, you get a fan base, a stadium, and a logo. Okay. So we're going to build one team together. Okay. So we're going to have to collaborate a little bit here. Out of all the teams, and also, you can only <coughs> pick one team. So if you take LSU for anything, you can't take LSU for anything else. Okay. What offense do you want? Present, like present day. Present day offense right now in the in the college football realm. You can't take LSU. You can take whoever you yeah, want. You can take whoever you want. Who you has the best offense right now? But you, oh, you, take you just LSU, said if I take them, I can't take them again. You, you yeah. can't take them again for the rest. Well, good thing they suck at everything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if I'm taking an offense here, I am taking LSU's offense because I don't I think, think there's a more complete offense out there. Uh, dude, I agree. Jaden Daniels is killing it. Daniels is great. Neighbors is mm. – I'd give Washington a close second. Yeah, but you look at the teams that LSU has played compared to the teams that Washington has played. Fair point. And McDaniels hasn't been stopped yet. And last game, whenever they tried to shut him down and make him, you know, use his legs, he had career rushing. Yeah. So, yeah, he's like one of the leaders in the SEC for rushing right now, too, I believe. Yeah, I, I love McDaniels. I mean, mm -hmm. I might would go Michigan just because you saw how they – when they said that they were going to run the ball and not throw the ball at all in the second half, mm -hmm. they could do whatever they wanted, and mm -hmm. then they can still pass the ball too. But I'm going to LSU offense. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts? Germ? I like it. I mean, I thought you were going to pick Washington, but I like LSU as well. Let's go LSU offense then. Defense. Yeah. I like Michigan's defense. Yeah. I like Abilamas. Mm. Germ? You like Tennessee's defense, Germ? No. <laughs> <laughs> However, they are improved, vastly improved. Yeah. But I'm not taking them as my overall ultimate team here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like Michigan's defense, dude. I They've think I'm rolling solid. Michigan's defense. They I have like, nobody can score on them. No, I like I mean, we're just building the complete team here. So let's go to Michigan defense. Who has the coolest jerseys? Oregon. I'm about to say always will be Oregon. Yeah. Oregon? Dude, Ole Miss has some sick jerseys. Say, yeah. Dude. Ole Miss is catching up, but if we're going yeah. Acres down south jersey? Tennessee has some sick dude, jerseys. Dude, that would though. be cool. I want to take Tennessee black jerseys, but I want to take Tennessee stadium too. I want to take Neyland Stadium too. Yeah, so you gotta I'm going to have to go either Oregon jerseys or Ole Miss powder blue jerseys. Mm. So I'll let y'all I like, I toss like. that up in the side. Either Oregon or Ole Miss powder blue for jerseys. See, I'm a sucker for powder blue. I love and I powder love blue. Powder blue. I like but Ole Miss. Those helmets, those real tree helmets that they had for the AM, those were Yeah. UCF has some cool jerseys too. Yeah. But I think we're saying this because we've gotten so accustomed to just seeing Oregon just load out the coolest every uniforms year. every year that every we're just kind of surprised when somebody else does it. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. I think you still gotta go Oregon. I mean, I think they are the GOAT, so to say, of let's uniforms. go Oregon then. Let's go Oregon. Coach. Who's your coach? Who's the guy you want to play for? You gotta go. With him. Yeah, you gotta go with him. Saban. Lane Kiffin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got to be Nick Saban. Yeah. I mean, he had to do it a different way this year, but somehow he found a way to do it again. I already know what Jim, Germ's going to say over here. He's going to say, Jimbo Fisher, you know, got to He's looking bad, for a job. Let's put him on our team. If I could be any coach right now, though, I'd want to be Jimbo Fisher. Hell yeah, yeah. It pays to be a bad coach in the, in the NCAA. 26000 a day. You got right? a oh, my farewell God. note planned for Jimbo? He don't need nothing. You're not going to be able to send it to him where he's at. He's going to be on an island somewhere. What day do they officially ask him? Sunday? Sunday. How the hell you get fired on your <laughs> day off? 
That's not as bad as Josh McDaniels. See, when he got fired, it was on Halloween, and he had just sent his kids out to go trick-or-treating, and he called them back in and had a sit-down talk with them. And everybody's like, why would you tell them that night? Just let them have fun. I don't know if Ken Dorsey made it back to Buffalo yeah. after Sunday. Somebody's about to pick him up. But, you know, Arnett got axed, too. Has that ever happened in the history of college football? In one year? Where – Two teams played each other, and both teams, both. <laughs> both teams' coaches got fired on that Sunday. I really don't think so. I mean, I don't think it has either. Yeah, it's worth a gander. I don't think it's ever happened either. Would you want to play for Nick Saban? Like, would you be like, you know, what I'm saying, I get he's the goat, but is that the guy you want to play? Like, player relationship wise, you know, like that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look, I guess behind the scenes or. I guess after a season, and you listen to some of these interviews, they all seem like they had a great relationship with them. And mm-hmm. I know we've talked about it on this podcast before about NILs and transfer portals and stuff like that. But still, if you just talk about player development, and ultimately as a player, you're trying to get to the league. I mean, you really can't ask for much more mm-hmm. from Saban. Saban owns like eight car dealerships now too, so you can get a free car out of it. Mm-hmm. He's definitely got it figured out. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think I, <coughs> I don't think you you, you just can't. Not pick Saban. Yeah, I agree. Let's roll with Saban. Fan base. The one and only. I'm going to have to go with Tennessee. It's got to be. Well, if you go Tennessee fans, you can't go Neyland Stadium. I've got a – there's other stadiums. Tennessee fan base is so good because they can suck. But you know what? Next year is going to be their year. But if we take Tennessee fan base, they cannot sing Rocky Top, though. I don't know, though, because are you asking (laughs) – is the fan base – are you weighing – like how rowdy they are, or are you are you weighing overall you weighing? everything rowdiness, how they show up on away games, uh, you like, know how yeah, true how well are they, they to their passion how, for the team, how, how well they travel, or they, loyalty. They, they, there's not a fan base that travels the way that Tennessee fans do, or as loyal as Tennessee fans are, and as loud as Tennessee fans are. And there's hardly any bandwagon Tennessee fans either. There's just Tennessee fans. There used well, to be. Well, because we haven't been good enough to be, become a bandwagon. But I mean, still, fan. they're that good. But they're, they're still everywhere. Yeah. Like, as bad as we've been, and they're still everywhere. Yeah. I think you have to go Tennessee fans. I was at – I saw something two years ago. Someone said, there's always one. You can always find it. There's always one Tennessee fan everywhere. And I went to the SEC championship game, Tennessee fan. I watched the Super Bowl. There's a Tennessee fan. Like, you can yeah. always pick one out of the crowd. And you think about all the famous people. If you line up, like, famous people and their alma maters, mm-hmm. Tennessee might have, like, the coolest fa- – like, like. I mean, you got Manning, Manning, who is, like, everybody knows Peyton Manning, and then Morgan yeah. Wallen, who's at the top of his game. Kenny and Chesney. then Kenny Chesney is arguably one of the greatest of all time country music singers. Mm-hmm. Paul Feinbaum. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. No, I, that's, that's respectable, I think, for sure. We can go Tennessee. Let's go Tennessee fans. Stadium. I got one in my head. Swamp? No. Death Valley? Are we talking about just nope. how nice it is, too? Or like. Just, yeah. Like, just, you know how they check her kneeling? Like, stadium itself, where <coughs> it's at. I got one that's super cool. And I don't think there's anything like it. Like a night on a whiteout at Penn State. Penn State? Yeah. Happy but I mean, Valley. I think that comes back more. That, that might come back more to. Fan base. Well, like too. atmosphere in the stadium and everything like that. Is it a huge? Penn State's a huge stadium too, isn't it? It's, it's pretty, pretty big. big. Yeah, I was about to say. I think it's, it's not like Big House big or Neyland big, but it's. I was about to say. I think it's pretty big. Though. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, Penn State. Penn State would be sick. Penn State would have to be pretty cool. 
At and night. then I think you got you know you got to throw in Notre Dame Stadium though too. Notre Dame's cool because touchdown Jesus, touchdown cool Jesus. and the history of it. Like, yeah, just the well, history. Well, then also alone. too, Washington has a sick stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's right there beside right the river there. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty. If you're talking about area, Colorado has a sick stadium. Yeah, this area. What about but the Liberty Bowl? Scoreboard though. What about the Liberty Bowl? That's the, that's got to be the coldest stadium. <laughs> yeah, the, the wind just the comes train in there. Tracks right inside it. Yeah. No, I agree. What do you think, stadium-wise? Well, I mean, it's tough, you know, because we've already taken off LSU with mm-hmm. Death Valley, so you can't pick them. We've already taken Tennessee as a fan base, so you can't take Neyland. We've already picked Saban as a coach, so we can't pick Bryant Denny. I mean, I like Penn State, but, I mean, you also got to think of the couple teams out there that play in NFL stadiums. You got Miami mm-hmm. getting to play in Hard Rock. Hard Rock. The weather's always going to be awesome. However, though, it's pretty far away from campus. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen a lot of people, like the, fr- the fraternities, sororities, and stuff, like, yeah, they quote unquote tailgate and party hard on game day, but they're. You want to be on. They're on 30 campus. minutes away from the stadium when they're mm-hmm. doing that. You know, they're just at a frat house or somebody's apartment or whatever, versus like, you know, you go to somebody's other places, you're on campus, or like with Tennessee, you're right there on the river, yada, yada, yada. So. I mean, I like Penn State. Yeah. That's a good pick. Let's do it. Let's Very do solid. it. solid. All right, logo. Mm. Logo. Like, I'm biased. Oh, hey. I like the Florida Gator logo. I think yeah. it's cool. Are we talking about like just overall notor- – like every – you just look at the logo. Everybody it's like, dude, knows that's bad. Everybody knows who it is and everybody's like – It looks cool. North Carolina. I was going to say. Texas. Texas. Yeah. I mean, that is like horns and the Texas Longhorns is like one of the most – I don't know why. Iconic I mean, logos. Wyoming's it's cool, but I mean, like, not everybody knows what it yeah, is. Yeah, like everybody knows the Texas Longhorn. Yeah, people yeah. don't even know anything about sports. Know you the can't Texas say Longhorn. Bama because everybody gets it confused with the Braves. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't say Tennessee. We've already picked them. Florida what about State? the U- What about the University of Albany Great Danes? Do you think about I them? Even know what they look like. So. They got a big old Great Dane on the front of it. It's pretty cool. Or but, hey, St. Louis Boykins. <laughs> That's a cool one. I don't even know what that one looks like. Pretty cool, though. I don't know if we can get that far. How about the Beavers? Oregon State? Of uh, Minnesota. I don't know. Pretty cool. This is is straying away, but my probably most favorite logo of all sports when it comes to just like having a hidden second meaning and (laughs) and stuff like that is probably the – Milwaukee Bruins mm. because if you look at it, it's a baseball glove, right? Mm-hmm. They're a baseball team. The fingers of the glove make an M. The palm and thumb make a B, so MB, Milwaukee Bruins. Um, there's a lot more to it than that, too. I'm not, I'm not even mm-hmm. – I don't have it right in front of me, but check it out next time. You, no, there's you look a lot of hidden, me, yeah. like hidden messages in these yeah. logos, but yeah. Okay. I think I Logo. like Longhorn. I like Texas. Let's go see who Texas. Everybody knows it. Oh, Everybody knows it. I iconic. like the burn orange. It's iconic. So this team is absolutely filthy. So we got LSU's offense. Yeah. Then we got Michigan's defense. Yeah. You're dressed in Oregon's jersey. Mm-hmm. You look over, and you got Nick Saban on the sideline. Mm-hmm. You got Tennessee fans in the stadium. Talk to me. All in white. Because you're in Happy Valley at night uh-huh. for a whiteout, and your logo is a Longhorn. 
I mean, I think that's. I mean, that's. Nasty. I don't think you can beat that. That is cool. That's cool. And then you know, on TV, you know, they always single out like, you know, hot fans too. So mm-hmm. do we want to go with the hot fan base too? Which one's that? I mean, it's probably got to be Florida State. Florida State. They got baddies every time on TV. They got baddies <laughs> everywhere. Tennessee would be the only school in the entire country that would find a way to fire Nick Saban, though. <laughs> oh yeah. They lose they one probably game. Still lose to Alabama. <laughs> that team loses one game. They're coming they're ready for Saban, for Saban to be gone. Dude, that's what pisses me off though about Tennessee fan bases. I've already seen a bunch of Twitter stuff about Hypel. They want like, Hypel's not the guy. Oh, Hypel was only the guy because of Hooker. Like, well, that's why I asked about the fan base deal. Was it how well they travel, or was it how loud they get, or was it like because I mean Tennessee's there's some idiotic. What about, what about Mississippi State, dude? If you got a, if you got a hundred thousand people. At Happy Valley with cowbells. cowbells. God. Oh, yeah. Bless, oh, I'm set <laughs> on the record here. Loyalty? Mississippi State's got it. Yeah. Because, I mean. Very loyal. They just don't have near the expectations that some of these programs have. Mm-hmm. Shit, maybe Vanderbilt. Like, if we can find enough Vanderbilt <laughs> fans. I mean, you've got to be loyal to be able to cheer for Vanderbilt every yeah. year. Yeah. I don't know if we can find enough of those. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Any idea? What, what do y'all think is going on in college football right now? Any teams that y'all like moving forward, winning and out? Or? Well, I think the most in- interesting thing right now in college football is who's going to get the Texas A&M job? Mm-hmm. Like, that is the number one question. Dan Lanning. I've seen you, him. You, you I've think seen, that. I've seen Drinkowitz or whatever from Missouri. That would be the worst. Lane hired. Kiffin. Kiffin. So here's my take on Kiffin. I don't think Kiffin leaves because I think right now Kiffin is the – Top heir to the Saban throne right now. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think he leaves until Saban leaves and then he takes Alabama. I think job. I said it before the year started was that was the one thing that Kiffin needed to get that Alabama job is to beat Saban. Yeah. And he couldn't do it this year, maybe next year. Mm-hmm. He's still got time. And because, I mean, Kirby's not going to leave Georgia. No, he's there. Yeah. He's, he's there. I think, I think Georgia, Alabama, that's a even. Like, I've almost called myself rooting for Alabama more now. And mm-hmm. hating Georgia because Georgia's kind of taking on that role of Alabama of how they're just so good and it just I hate them. I hate them. I do think that Alabama's going to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. I think See, so I said I don't that, think Georgia's that good still. I said that two weeks ago. I love Alabama to go ahead and win the national championship. Yeah, I like it. They figured it out with Milrow. They adapted to his game versus having to have him fit their system. Mm-hmm. They like they said it the other day on the broadcast that they they are running plays in the game now that they did not have in the playbook two weeks ago. Yeah, no, I agree. And he has a different gear, dude. And I think that was partially Miller's fault. He said he wanted to be a pocket passer, and yeah. he's he's not that. He's not that guy. No, I agree. I agree completely. Oh no, it's it's interesting. Um, and the Mississippi State job is even more of a interesting concept because. You know, the state of Mississippi, they have that rule where they can't pay their coaches over X amount a year and stuff. So, I mean, it like it depletes your pool of getting a top-tier coach by a lot. Uh, I've heard the uh, your guy from Liberty. Oh, uh, Chadwell? Yeah. yeah, I've heard him as being a top guy right now to go to Mississippi State. But, that wouldn't be a bad hire at all. Yeah, but I don't know. See, I would love to coach at Mississippi State. It's not a hard job. Dude, it is not a hard job. I've heard the big name I've heard is Dan Mullen coming back. Yep. Mm-hmm. I saw that yep. too. You I know, earlier this year he was on a podcast and they said if you had to claim one school, like if one job came open and you could go take it, what would it be? And he said, I'm not going to lie, Mississippi State. Yep. 
I mean, it's it's one of those jobs. You you win seven, eight games a year, and you're never getting fired. Mm. You have your years where you win ten plus, and they're building a statue. Right. No, I I see. That's why I'm saying. Like, I I think that that's one of the better jobs to have. You you finish midway through the SEC, you beat Ole Miss, you're good for life. There's there's going to be a lot more turnover in not only all of college football, but the SEC, I think, before it's all said and done. I don't think Mark Stoops will be at Kentucky next year. Mm. No, he's already sold out his he's sold out his players. I think Kirk Ferentz retires at Iowa, and I think Mark Stoops takes the Iowa job. Mm. He's, I mean, he's capped at what he can do at Kentucky. It's the best they'll ever be, so why yeah. not? It's time for him to move on. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. You think Billy's going to make it? Man, you know, I'm really hoping that Brandon Spikes, he's on the staff right now too, and he came out and said the other day that Billy is doing things with that team that not a lot of other coaches would be able to do. And if you look at that roster right now, the best players on that roster are Billy's players. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're starting, what is it, like 45% freshmen on mm-hmm. defense or something like that? Oh, yeah. And oh, the closest yeah. to that in the entire country is 30%. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, he's you, – you, you open the season with a lot of guys coming in that have never played together, never played in college, and then you get – you know, you get beat by Utah first game of the year. You get smoked by Georgia. You beat Tennessee at home. If anything, I think that's the only thing that's keeping him into the job. I think if you lose that game against Tennessee at home, I think that he would have been fired. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, I'm hoping they give him two more years. You know, we're having a problem right now at Florida where a lot of people are decommitting. A lot of people. Every single time I open up my Instagram or Twitter, I'm seeing so-and-so has flipped from Florida to Georgia, from Florida to Texas. We just lost another one. Tyler, uh, you know who's flipping a lot of players that nobody's talking about? Hmm. Auburn. Hmm. Fr- no, he freeze is going to put together. Hugh Freeze is the right man for that job. Yeah. He's going to put together a program there. You know, another thing that I really didn't consider before the year started is Dion's starting to lose a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because they they don't know if he's going to be there or not. Yeah, with all the jobs coming but up. But here's my thing about Dion is I don't think he leaves because I think it's a respect thing that nobody else really wanted him in the to coach for them. And Colorado gave him an offer, mm-hmm. and I just don't think he leaves. He can that. build a program there. And yeah. another thing with Dion, I don't think Dion wants the the stress of a Texas A and M. I don't think he wants to deal with that. Yeah. I don't know if he can toes. handle it. I don't know if he can handle it. Health wise, I really don't know. Well, like, I don't. He's one of those people that he's not going to put up with fans calling for his job every week. Mm-hmm. Whenever, yeah, and he's he doesn't need the money. No, it's not a money thing. No, mm-hmm. he tells the players all the time. He's like, I'm here because I love football. Yeah, yeah. But when his kids graduate, what's holding him to Colorado? Yeah, and will he love it as much? And will he love it as much? Yeah. That's my thing. I I don't see Dion coaching for a long time. I don't see Dion ever coaching in the SEC. I don't, I, like, I don't think he wants those problems. Dion's always been one of those, I'm going to tell you how I feel, and you mm-hmm. can't do that in the SEC. No, he he wants to be at a program where he can be flashy and he can, um, you know, just like, like some of these schools out like at the Pac-12 where they put up a lot of points on offense but they have a horrible defense. Yeah. I can see him being in something like that. I can see him being at a school where, you know, like USC. 
I think UCLA job's about to come open. I, I think that would be see a perfect job for Dion. I could <laughs> yeah. see him there. <laughs> That's a really good spot for him. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the perfect job for Dion. And LA is so marketable. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and that's another one. You don't have to. I mean, they got rid of Chip Kelly for nothing. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to do much there to stay. But you know, somebody said today. I can't remember who it was. I was watching it. And they said. Uh, they said this Texas A and M job. Don't be surprised if it's somebody that is not on your is not on the radar. Like mm-hmm. nobody's talking about. Just like USC when Lincoln Riley left. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. What Lincoln Riley just left Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Well, I believe it too because a lot of coaches nowadays. I mean, you saw it with the Tennessee job. Tennessee when before Heupel took the Tennessee job, Tennessee's athletic program all over was catastrophe. Mm-hmm. But I think coaches are getting to the point where they don't want to deal with SEC fan bases because they're ready to fire someone every week. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's mm-hmm. the worst. Yeah, who was the coach at Tennessee that uh, like he was about to be hired and the fan base just like? Completely. Uh, Shiano, Greg Shiano, yeah. Rutgers coach. Yeah, yeah. The fan base just absolutely just revolted. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they everyone said it was because of the Penn State ordeal, but I'll yeah, tell no, you, as no. a Tennessee fan, it was because they didn't want another mediocre coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wanted a name in there, and you ended up getting Jeremy Pruitt, and everyone was okay with it. But yeah, how that went. Yeah, He's a no. High teacher now, isn't he? And Rutgers <laughs> doing a good job at. Yeah. Or Shiano's doing a good job. Right? He really is. Let's flip the script. Let's talk about another college sport. Let's talk about college basketball here. College basketball, we're in week two now. It's cool to have it back. A lot of big hype in the SEC. The SEC has a lot of teams that are going to be good this year. A lot of teams that are going to be good. Some teams that going into the year where they knew that they were going to be good, and then a lot of teams that have other teams on the radar that are going to be like sleepers in the in, in the tournament – uh, I saw Arkansas was one of them. Arkansas's um, loaded. Arkansas's yeah. got a good basketball team. They're well coached too. Mm-hmm. I love Arkansas. Very well coached. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got you know you got your dogs in the SEC. You still got Tennessee. You got uh, Texas A and M. Like I said, like we just touched on Arkansas, Kentucky, Alabama's in the top twenty five right now, sitting at twenty two. Um, you got a you got a decent amount of talent in the SEC this year. Yeah, I mean Alabama helped their case a lot by getting the. Top maybe the top transfer in the portal this year in Grant Nelson. Mm. Yeah, Nelson's he's nasty. He is. He's. I mean, he's he's a six eleven guard type player that like nobody's really talking about anymore because he plays at Alabama. When last year he was at a no name school and everybody's like, "Have y'all seen this kid play?" Yeah, and it's like <laughs> the dude's good. Yeah, um, and then Kentucky is loaded, and they will be a team where they start out a little bit slow like they do every year, but they're, I could easily see them winning it all this year. Right. They're, they have no weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of my favorite parts of the year because of all these tournaments that are going on too. So you're seeing teams that don't play teams normally uh, in, you know, Hawaii or you're down at the uh, Atlantis or whatever. Hey, take tournament. Memphis right now to win Battle of Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, I like Memphis right it's now. Plus six hundred. Oh, I, I, the way they played the other night was a that was a different team than I have ever seen at the University of Memphis. Mm-hmm. Even back to the Derrick Rose age of you know CDR and um, Rose and Dorsey and Dozier, like those guys. I mean, it's still like they they were great back then yeah. because of how well they played together and how well of a ta- like how big of a talent Derrick Rose is. But this team here is different. Yeah, no, they're complete. They have they they're another team that has zero weakness. Like they have a guard, a lead guard, 
maybe the best league guard in the entire nation in Quinterly. Like, he's older. JQ, just dude, quick. Dude, he's so him. good. And he's 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 perfect for Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect for Penny. Um, they have shooters. They have size. They have length. I mean, they have bigs. Like, zero weakness. Memphis has zero weakness. I'm in love with them this year. Mm-hmm. I'm big on Memphis this year. Uh, you know, and that's that's also the AAC with them and then FAU. Mm-hmm. We don't play FAU until February. Yeah. So that game is going to be if, – if both these teams play well until that point, that's going to be an awesome matchup to watch. Yeah, it, it should be. Um, and FAU returned, you know, pretty much everybody again. So mm-hmm. – um, but I don't know, dude. College basketball this year is going to be very, very interesting. And Tennessee, loaded. Kansas, loaded. Mm-hmm. Hunter, Hunter Dickinson probably will be player of the year. I don't think there's really any question about that. I mean, if he puts up performances like he did last night. Yeah. But he's been known to fall off in the past. Yeah. But I think at Kansas, it's kind of a different situation. Yeah, I mean, I agree. What about Edie? I hate Zach Eady. Just yeah. big he for sucks. no reason. Yeah, he just takes up space, and he's not really good. He's just huge. Mm-hmm. And that's a team right there where everybody, they're super hyped because they have such a big man that should be player of the year, but they're really not that good of a team, and they'll get beat first round again or second yeah. round, or they'll get a top seed, get upset by North Dakota State Prison or something, you know, some <laughs> random team. The prison? Yeah. Like just something random. I hate saying it because everyone's gonna call me a homer, but I do right as of right now, I do think Tennessee is the best team in the country. It is the most complete team. The one thing that Rick Barnes hasn't had in the past, you know they're gonna play defense. That's what he lives by. They're gonna have a good point guard. You got Zakai Ziegler. The one thing that they haven't had in the past since Grant Williams was somebody that could just take over a game and finish it. And they have that this year. Dalton Connect is that guy. He's really good. Yeah. And, I mean, you added even Jordan Ganey. Jordan Ganey can take over a game if he really wanted to. They just don't ever need him to because Don Connect does it. So I really do think that is the difference in this Tennessee team than, <coughs> than Rick Barnes has had since Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, is he finally has two guys that if no one else is hitting shots, you have two guys you can give the game to. Go get a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree 100% because that was the problem last year. That team was so talented, so good, long, athletic, can defend, can score. But it was Viscovi and uh, and Jordan James. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where they're not go-to guys. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I was looking at this thing earlier, and the CBS Sports Writers, they came out with their top 101 men's basketball players. And Tennessee has two guys on here. In the top 100. Connect and... Connect's not even on it. Really? He moved up into a first-round draft pick in the most recent mock drafts. Santiago Vescovi, 23. Yeah. And then they have uh, Zykea Ziegler at 100. They have him getting drafted? Or, I mean, a, a top, top, top 100. 100 yeah. College they don't have Connect on there. I don't think Ziegler's that good. I mean, Ziegler's a solid college point guard because he's yeah. very athletic can very fast lock you down some notables that they have from the SEC you got Wade Taylor uh Wade Taylor the 4th on here from Texas A&M you have um Kentucky's Justin Edwards at 18 Justin which he's he's filthy yeah. like i said Viscovi's at 23 uh Auburn's uh Johnny uh Broom 
Yeah. He's mm-hmm. he is he is good, dude. He, he is. is good. Um let's see what else. Mark Sears at Alabama, forty eight. Yeah. He's another talent. Kentucky DJ Wagner. Yeah. People forget about how good his dad was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, hey, that's a Memphis guy, too. Yeah. Well, and the thing about that list, too, is you've got two Tennessee guys on there, and they are the third and fifth option yeah. offensively. Yeah. <laughs> Memphis has two guys on here that just barely broke it, but they're on here. JQ, they got JQ on here and then Jordan Brown. Jordan, Jordan Brown, Brown is very good. It, it, Memphis has never had a Jordan Brown. No, never. Uh-uh. A 6'11". Big man that can make post move and play defense. Yeah, that's why I'm so big on Memphis is because you know you're talking about you can give a guy a ball and, and say go get a bucket. Mm-hmm. In college basketball, it's different than the NBA where if you have a dominant post player, mm-hmm. it just changes everything, everything. Because the NBA you can you can get away from a dominant post player by putting in a bunch of small ball guys and saying let's spread you out, let's run pick and roll, and the big guy's not gonna be able to guard the pick and roll, and then he goes back to the bench. Mm-hmm. College basketball is different where you don't have enough guys that can do that. And if you have a dominant big man, they can dominate a game. And they don't even have to be that good. They're just, just good enough. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Brown's that guy. Yeah. No, I, I think if they had Jordan Brown on the team last year, they get past. Didn't they play Purdue? And that, and that who put him out last year? Uh, no, they lost to FIU. FIU. That's, oh, FAU. FAU. Or FAU, yeah. Yeah, FAU. Yeah, yeah. They lost to FAU before they got to Purdue. Gotcha, gotcha. And then FAU took out Purdue. That's right. Yeah. That's what it was. That's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, they could have gotten past it. They could have got past FAU, I think. Yeah. yeah, and I do miss the Andre FAU Williams, beat though. Tennessee first round, right? Uh-huh. Oh, hell yeah. FAU <laughs> took out everybody. No, it wasn't first round. Second, second round. It was – no, oh, they're no, yeah, yeah. Tennessee beat Duke in the second round. Yeah, that's right. That's they right. beat Duke. So they beat Memphis, beat Duke, beat Tennessee, beat Purdue. No, we no, beat Duke. Tennessee yeah, beat Duke. Y'all beat Purdue. We, we beat, beat Duke. Duke. Or yeah, y'all beat Duke. Y'all beat Duke. That's right. They beat Tennessee and Purdue. Mm-hmm. And then who'd they lose to? I'm looking so that it up was right two now. Years ago. I really don't remember. Who was after Purdue? Kansas. I don't think so. Wasn't there another Cinderella team that ended up putting them out? Yes, I think it was. Killing the Smalls. All right, Tennessee played Louisiana. Mm-hmm. That was Jordan Brown. Was it? Yeah. Was he? Oh yeah, he's a transfer in Louisiana. Uh-huh. And then you beat Duke. Then you beat Duke. And you lost to Florida. And you lost Atlantic. to Florida Atlantic by uh, se- uh, seven. But who did Florida Atlantic lose to? Let's see. They made it deep, didn't they? Yeah, they lost to San Diego. San Diego State. State. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because it was U- UConn, San Diego State, and I was mm-hmm. just like, man, what an underwhelming national championship game. Yep, that is right. Four versus five. That's right. It was San Diego State, FAU, UConn, and Miami in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that Miami team from last year too. Mm-hmm. FAU is a nine seed. Yeah, that's crazy, crazy, crazy. That's the fun. And part they returned about. everybody. Yeah, that's the fun part about college basketball. Yeah, that's going to be the upsetting part about this year, though, with Florida Atlantic and Memphis. Is there one of them's going to get a stupid low seed just because of how weak the conference is? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, Wichita State really dropped off after they got to the AAC. Well, those will be the only two that get a bid. Yeah. And and one of them will win the will win the conference. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like nobody else will get a bid. Well, what about uh, – oh, I guess they're gone now. Yeah. Houston. Houston's gone. Yeah, Houston's Tennessee's gone. gone. Ten, yep. Yep. Yep, Memphis has to get it out of the AAC. And yeah. Penny knows that. Yeah. I think Memphis could probably beat the Grizzlies right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I think so, too, because guess what? They got bigs, and yeah. Memphis ain't got no bigs. Yeah. Memphis has got to make a trade right now. You know what I hate right now? These in-season tournament courts. Yeah, I, hate, I, hate. I hate the in-season tournament in general. Yeah. I think it's stupid. I can't even watch it. It's, it's hard to watch a game when you don't know where the out-of-bounds are. Yeah. You know what I'm Dude, saying? Like, you can't tell what – you feel like I'm watching a 2K. It's ugly. Hands down, the worst one is the Bulls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Suns are horrible, too. Uh, the Bulls are – Well, it's so red. It's, like, Deep in red. your face. Yeah, yeah like, that's what – I don't it like glows. it. glows. I think so one red. of the better ones is Memphis's. No, Memphis's is good, I think. Because at least it's gray. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not as bad. Yeah. But but the whole in-season tournament is just ignorant. And I don't like the in-season uh, jerseys, either. No. And I don't think these players really care either. I mean, they don't. Draymond do. got kicked out. Steph's out. They don't care. They're, I mean, you don't get anything for it. Five hundred thousand dollars a player. Yeah. Which? What? You see how much money Draymond's going to lose? Yeah, I about to say Draymond just lost that. Yeah. Draymond's going to lose just south of eight hundred thousand for five games. Yeah. But then you look at some of the like lesser players, like the guys that aren't playing. Mm-hmm. You know, five hundred thousand is a big deal to them. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. I don't like the whole thing either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like how they're going to make the All Star format though now. Yeah, back East, to East West. No, they're going to apparently they're going to change it to uh, world versus um, like United American. States versus the yeah. world. See, I don't like that just because it should go back East West and whoever wins it should get home court just in the like championship. The MLB. Oh, I agree because it it would make them want to play in the All Star game. They would try. It wouldn't just be these two hundred to two twenty games we've been seeing. But see, I think the world actually makes it a little bit more competitive because think about it. We're over here in the United States. The world is so good right now. You put Doncic and Jokic on a team, they're going to try to beat United. States. I don't States. know if Jokic tries ever. He doesn't have to try. He's still going to drop <laughs> Have you seen his stats recently? It's insane. It is insane. He's you have him on fantasy right now. It's nuts. He's shooting 60% from the field right now, and he's averaging like 32 a game mm. over the last like eight games. That's right. Like, and he's still averaging nine assists and 14 rebounds and he's two just, steals he, and two blocks. He's disgusting. Yeah. He's disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. That they also came out the other day with a um, under twenty five team. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, I mean, I think that was a little disrespectful, especially towards Ja. Who, who you, do you know who they had at one? Who would you say under twenty five at City. one? Oklahoma hmm? City. No, just players, not even teams. Oh, players. Yeah, Wimby. Just because they're so big on him. Luca's under twenty five, Luka. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Luka. Luka is under. 25. They had Luca at one. Uh, Shay Gildas? Uh-uh. Uh, Ant's three, isn't he? Nope. It's not Ant. Uh, Ant's not three. Ant's two. Ant's, Ant's two. two. Ant's two. Lamella's got to be up there somewhere. Three's Wimby. Three's Wimby. See, he shouldn't be that high yet. Tyrese Halliburton's four. He should be three. I yeah, think, I so. think so, too. They had, they had Ja at five. Yeah, so-so. Cade Cunningham was six. Love Cade Cunningham. They have Zion at seven, nope. which I don't know how you can even put him in there because he hasn't played. Uh-uh. 
And he's about to get out of uh, New Orleans. Yeah, he, he needs to. There. He hates it there. They got Darius Garland at eight. I like Darius Garland. I don't have a problem with it. Lamelo's nine. He hadn't won anything, so I don't mind it. Michigan State's own Jaron Jackson, ten. Defense Player of the Year. I think the list is pretty good, except I would move Wimby down I, yeah, below d- all those guys. D- yeah, I mean, just be. Yes, the talent's there. Yeah, but he hasn't. It hasn't necessarily shown yet. I mean, flat splashes have. Like yeah. you've seen flashes of it, but everyone was so hyped for that Chet Wimby match matchup, and it was awful. Yeah, and I mean, you look at Wimby. Yeah, he's seven foot two, seven foot three, whatever he is, and he can. And everybody says that he can handle, he can shoot, he can block shots. He's seven five. Well, guess what? Jaron Jackson's six eleven and can do all the same things, yeah. and he's proven it for a longer period. KD's of time. six eleven yeah. and can do all like, the same things. Jaron is one of the most underrated players in the league, in the fact that. The dude can handle the ball. He can def- he can block four shots a game. He can shoot the shit out of the ball. Mm-hmm. Like Jaron Jackson is highly underrated. I agree. I agree. He's I don't think anybody gives the respect. Yeah, that's that's his problem. That's mm-hmm. which his head is his problem. Yeah, yeah. He's still immature. Yeah, it's one well, of the most frustrating things ever. Is we're we're in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden it's the end of the first, and you see Jaron Jackson's already having to go to the bench because he's already got three fouls. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. But, but yeah. So, well, that wraps it up here. Let's uh, let's give a little last call real quick, and we'll call it a night. All right. Uh, my last call is take Memphis to win Battle Atlantis. Mm. Plus six hundred. Take it. Take I it. it. I wish I knew Tennessee's odds for Maui. I probably wouldn't take it just because I know that's stacked. I think Kansas is like everybody's in that one. Yeah, but still. <clears throat> that was actually my last call, is to pay attention to this Maui invitation. Yeah, you it definitely. It will come back to play when we go to Selection Sunday. Because just listen to this, like, Tennessee's got Syracuse. If they get past Syracuse, they got to play the winner of Purdue and Gonzaga. Okay? You get through that, you're going to play either Kansas UCLA or Marquette. Yeah, I mean, whoever walks stat. away victorious from the Maui Invitational is going to have so many non-conference quadrant one wins. I promise you, it'll weigh very heavy on Selection Sunday. Mm. <clears throat> so it's very important. Well, you know Pay what the odds for it. Tennessee are right now? Plus three twenty. They have the second favorite odds behind Kansas. Kansas, Kansas plus one seventy five. Tennessee's plus three twenty. Purdue's plus three forty. Marquette's 500, Gonzaga's 950, UCLA's 2,000, and Syracuse is 5,000. But I guarantee you those just jumped because, A, no one knew how good Dalton Connect was going to be, and, B, no one definitely knew how good Jordan Ganey was going to be. Yeah, yeah, he had more, the most uh, bench points last night, mm-hmm. didn't he? Or two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was last night to play Wofford. And then Atlanta's Memphis is plus five fifty, so they've gone up a little bit. North Carolina's leading it at plus three thirty. Arkansas plus three fifty, and Villanova plus five hundred. My last call is take Tennessee to cover against Georgia this week, just because I've already. I'm not even going to watch the game. I'm going to the Memphis game. So every time that I think that I don't care about Tennessee, they're going to keep it close, just because just to lure me in, just to break my heart like they always do. Mm-hmm. So you might as well go ahead and take Tennessee to cover this week because it'll happen because I'm not watching. Yeah, yeah. I I think they I think they cover against Georgia too. Georgia hasn't. I don't think Georgia's covered on the road yet. Have they not? They've covered it. I think they've covered three games this year. They've all been at home. Uh, it's 
probably accurate. I think so. Now those games that they've covered at home, they've just beat the shit out of them. It was Ole Miss. It was Kentucky. It was South Carolina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. South Carolina. No, South Carolina covered that one. No, I'm, just, I'm just recalling. Oh yeah, they did. That was a close game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was South Carolina had to leave at halftime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you may be on something. But I, I don't think they've covered on the road yet. I really don't. Well, hell, I feel better about my prediction. <laughs> yeah, hell, Tennessee ain't gonna win it. As soon as I say that shit, dude. yeah, they watch them, watch them win this game. Oh, that's Tennessee. I <laughs> called it last week. I called it last week. I said either we're gonna go take care of business against Missouri, and then the media is gonna hype the hell out of Tennessee, Georgia. Game days are gonna be there. Every, you know, <laughs> it's gonna be all this stuff, and then. Tennessee will just flop. Hey. Or we'll lose Missouri, which we did. It's an annual November road game slaughter fest. And then we'll <laughs> fuck around and upset Georgia, which don't get me wrong, still great for bragging rights, but it really doesn't mean anything other for the postseason. No. Maybe get a stronger bowl game out of it. But I mean, this Maybe. day and time, if you're not in the playoffs, like who cares? Georgia has to beat Alabama at that point if they want to make playoff. Yeah. Yeah, they're two and seven. Mm. On the road? Or overall? No, they are three. They're three. They're three and seven against the record. And Ole Miss, they covered that. Florida, they covered that. Kentucky. 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 So one game was against Florida, and that was in the swamp. Or it wasn't even in the swamp. No, it was Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville. So, yeah, they've only covered three games this year. I mean, hell, Mizzou only lost to them by nine. And then Vandy – Era. The spread was 32 and a half. They only lost by 17. Don't, don't give me a reason to hope. <laughs> That's it. I'm putting all my bankroll in Tennessee this weekend. See, my my last call, I said it a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to say it again. The burial of the Alabama Crimson Tide was premature. It was premature. Mm-hmm. But I think we should face reality here. Alabama National Championship odds are plus 750 right now. They still have Nick Saban coaching. You got a bunch of five stars running around just wrecking people on defense. They look good. Jet, you got Jalen Milrow that has turned it around. The offense is in his favor now. He's running. He's throwing. He looks good. Um, I I think still people are gonna be like, well, they're twelve and one. I don't know if they'll leave a. You know, they might leave a twelve. They're gonna put a twelve and one SEC's team in there. I think still. Yeah, they do it every year. If they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, they will. They get it. they will get it. They so, will go over a twelve and one Texas team, mm-hmm. even though Texas beat them. They will go. I think you got to take Alabama national championship here, plus seven fifty Fanduel odds. I love that. I love that. Anything else? I like it. I think that's actually a pretty solid bet. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, this is the last Call Sports podcast here. Like we said, again, follow us on all social media, whether that's TikTok. If you want to join the Discord, Discord's been going nutty lately. Uh, Instagram, whatever it might be, follow us for content. Also, give Acres Down South a follow as well, home of the game day polo. We appreciate your support, guys. We'll catch you guys next week.